Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast that critics are calling It's Like Poison to Your Ears. <coughs> Perfect. Positive reviews keep pouring in. Uh, yeah, welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It is good to be back with you after a week off, too. We had a week off. We did a um, an episode that was recorded in 2020 with um, uh, the gentleman from the Long Road to the Middle podcast, which is coming out soon, um, our sister podcast, or we're sisters. Um, and yeah, so we put that one up from 2020. We had uh, We did about four or five during that time period, during the Ghost Nation days. So I figured I'd throw up one of those whenever we do a week off. So that was um, that was last week. So there you go. Check that one out if you haven't already and reach into the vaults. We are coming up, I think we already missed our one-year anniversary, but we're going to properly celebrate that uh, coming up. Don't you worry. So there you go with that. Um, other than that, this is the checking in segment. So that was just a little bit of uh, details on the show in last week's episode. Also, too, I hadn't listened to it um, since I, we had, you know, actually put it together and produced it and all that. So in case there was any kind of dated stuff, because I think we were talking about, you know, it was 2020, so that was like COVID. But surprisingly, not a ton has changed. So maybe it does fit in kind of perfectly. Who knows? Uh, but other stuff, you know, I'm back. We're recording this episode in Minnesota. Good old Minnesota. It's starting to heat up a little bit. Um Starting to be around 52, so it's a it's a heat wave. I uh, know it's actually it's 70, supposed to be 70 today. So gonna get out there and celebrate and walk around. Um, get tired after a minute. Um, but the other thing, so you know, I've been back for this week. Um, and one of the things that I love is I love overhearing random people's conversations. And at dinner last night, I was just thinking about this. I was going to save it for the movie segment, but it was uh, it was pretty funny because there was this uh, couple that got in a heated movie debate. Um, and one of them was like, uh, and they seemed younger. And one of them was like, uh, oh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is the best movie. And they're like, uh, they're like who directed that again? <laughs> And listen, I know not a lot of people, or not I'm not saying that not a lot, but not everyone takes movie trivia and facts about entertainment as seriously as I do. I get that, and I shouldn't hold other people to that same level that I am at. Um, but that was one of those ones that put me into a nerd rage. Like, you don't know that Tim Burton directed that? Um, and uh, And so, yeah, so... Paige was next to me like, uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> Don't get in a nerd rage, <laughs> which is good. She can uh, put me in a nerd rage, too, when she does. I've talked about this on the, on the program before, and she'll do that just to mess with me. If I'm watching Star Wars, she'll be like, have fun with Princess Layla. Princess Layla. Um, the other news is I just got back from Canada, which was such a great time. Uh, this is my second time there and uh, and loved it. Did a lot of cool things that we'll talk about more in the podcast later. Um, that comes up with some um, some of the other segments, but uh, yeah, it was it was good. We went in right during a crazy thunderstorm, which wasn't good, and uh, yeah, I guess apparently claimed the lives of seven people. So it was a it was a bad storm, and it was one of those weird things where like we're all of a sudden it just came over us, and it was a weird series of 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 events too, where like. We had just decided to pull over for coffee at good old Tim Hortons, Timmy's, 
And then the storm hit, and then we were going to actually still get on the road and try to, um, you know, brave the storm, but they messed up our coffee order and our donut order, which is, like, you know, not a big deal at all. That happens all the time. I would mess it up. Uh, I worked at a bakery, and uh, I would mess it up all the time. Uh, but it's it was perfect because it was this kid's first day, and that was some of the things that prevented us from going out into the storm and I thought that was really it was like wow maybe that was on purpose I don't know might might be reading into things too I tend to do that as well but all right let's get into the show but then there was no man was no man was So since I just mentioned movies, let's do a little movie segment. Um, I haven't watched a ton lately, but have watched a couple that I really liked. And uh, um, so I might even do a little uh, mashup of this and some new comic books for the week as well. But um, for the on the movie front, I watched Nosferatu, the original vampire movie from 1922. And that was kind of cool. So it's a, you're, they're celebrating the centennial of that movie this year. It's a silent movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I do recommend it. It's such a different way of watching movies. I feel like silent movies just make me tired, but um, but it's still a fun experience. I know I'm not really selling it. <laughs> It'll make you tired and exhausted. Enjoy it. Uh, but it is actually really good, and um, there's so much cool backstory behind that too that you know, apparently, because they, they do credit Bram Stoker, because Bram Stoker's Dracula, that's the original of it all, and then, but apparently Mrs. Stoker, Bram had already passed away at this point when Nosferatu came out, but she was not pleased with everything and how it turned out, so she was trying to sue and actually get copies of the movie destroyed, so that's pretty crazy, um, and, and weird to think that this movie could have been lost because of that uh but luckily it's not and so so that's good so we still have that to enjoy um highly recommend that's still one of the creepiest vampires is uh max shrek's vampire who plays um nosferatu in that one but yeah highly recommend that um other other than that the other movie that i saw that i really enjoyed was uh i want to make sure i get the title right ringo and his golden gun um it is a spaghetti western from 66, I believe. I'm going to look up Ringo and his golden gun. Um, if you haven't seen... Oh, sorry, Ringo and his golden pistol uh, from 1966. And this is a Sergio Cabucci um, flick and uh, spaghetti western. Um and if you haven't seen any of these movies, it, that's another great experience to check out. Because if you like good orchestral music and horns, um, it, it is full of that. There's a lot of these good sequences, um, long sequences of landscapes and beautiful sunrises and sunsets. And um, along with those visuals, you get this beautiful orchestral music. So I cannot recommend that enough with Johnny Oro as uh, one of the stars, um, or sorry, Mark Damon, uh, Tori Manny, um, 
yeah, just a really good solid flick. And it's I think it's only like 90 minutes too, so it, it does fly by. Um, and the music is by Carlo Savina. Definitely check that out if you're interested in the music of the Spaghetti Western. Um, but there you go. Great flick. Out of good or not good, I give both of those movies. Ringo and his Golden Pistol and Nosferatu, good. Um, and for comic books, real quick, um, The Ice Cream Man is celebrating its 30th issue, so you need to check that out for sure. Um, cannot recommend that that series enough. It's an anthology series. It's a horror comic book series where it's got a loose narrative over all 30. You kind of have a mythology of it, but uh, mainly it's standalone issues, which is really, uh, really good. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's, uh, that's my big, my big comic book one. Um, and I think there's actually, let's see, what's another one? Um, Pearl number one. So it's another Pearl, uh, series written by Brian Michael Bendis, who's done a ton of DC, um, comics. So definitely check, check out those ice cream man. Like I said, by, uh, written by W Maxwell Prince, great writer and um, Stillwater, number 13. This is a, a series that I really like. And at first I was like, oh, are they going to be able to last? This is probably just be like a six-issue series. But so far, I guess people are loving it. And I certainly am too because it's definitely going to hang around, looks like, for a bit. So that works for me. So there you go. Those are some movies and comic books for the week. Uh, it was funny. I just came back um, during the musical breaks. I'm still running out and checking on. I'm I'm frying up some hash browns in the air fryer. Um, this is the air frying segment of the show. <laughs> Cooking with Matt. Have you ever wanted to know how to burn every food item you own? <laughs> uh, check it out. Uh, but yeah. So, anyways, I was just running back from that. I was like trying to time it perfectly with the, as the music ended, and uh, and made it with. Uh, you know, just a sprained ankle or tripping. Not too shabby. All right, let's get to some uh, random entertainment news of the week. I'll start off with something super exciting. I'm pumped about this. The show True Detective has been one of my favorites. And they've had some troubles. The second season people hated. I didn't mind it. I thought it was good. Uh, but a lot of the hardcore fans hated that one because the um, main guy... Well, I think he was still involved in that one, but they're doing, um, cause it's Nick, I'm going to try to get his name right, but he, Nick Pizzolato, um, and he was involved, was talking about how it was kind of rushed, kind of blamed, uh, the second season on that not being as good because of, cause of the surrounding issues, but he's not even involved. It sounds like in this fourth season, which I don't know how I feel totally about it. But then I heard the announcement today of actor Jodie Foster is going to be the main detective. So I'm back on board. I think this is going to be great. And uh, and I think, you know, you got a good cast. Hopefully the writers are good. It's going to be kind of another dark, crazy story. I'm looking forward to it. Um, sadly, bad news this week, too. We had actor Ray Liotta pass away yesterday. 
uh, such a bummer. He was 67. Um, he was in the Dominican Republican at the Dominican Republic at the time. He died in his sleep, and he was working on director John Barr's upcoming film Dangerous Waters. So, um, they talked about how he had his uh, first supporting role, which he got a Golden Globe nomination for in Jonathan Demme's Something Wild, which is a great movie. I think it's on Amazon Prime right now. But of course, he was Shoeless Joe Jackson and Field of Dreams, and everyone remembers Goodfellas, which is one of the best movies ever. But yeah, he's done a lot. Um, so do him justice with uh, Ray Liotta Film Festival. Copland being one of my favorites. Um, and then also, sadly, uh, Andrew Fletcher from Depeche Mode passed away this weekend. Depeche Mode, one of my favorite bands, so uh, passed away this week, rather. So RIP to both those gentlemen. Um, and we'll end with, uh, I'm going to end it there with some, <laughs> no, we're not going to end it there. And the, some of the worst news uh well we're gonna end it rather with some really good news uh for 90s kids me included stoked about this uh they're talking about bringing back fox's martin for a reunion i was hoping it would be another season but it's not gonna be that it's just gonna be kind of like the fresh prince bel-air how they did a reunion with the cast but yeah so it sounds like they're gonna have martin lawrence tisha campbell and carl anthony payne the second so we'll see who else they can get for that show, for the reunion. But uh, hopefully it's everybody, because that was one of my favorites. some advice this is the advice section of the week if you have any questions or comments uh, for the advice section please feel free to reach out at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com that's notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com and first up we have somebody that wrote in that said that they are irked by girlfriend's itunes account that still contains the ex-husband's last name i was confused by that because wouldn't that mean that it's his account i don't know you could just change the account name and you would just do that to like I don't know if she has it to, like, my favorite husband or the best relationship I've ever been in. <laughs> or I can never see this relationship falling apart. Or if it's just specifically his last name. I don't know if it sounds like it's more that. But the current partner feels like it's disrespectful and super awkward. Um, and I agree with that. I got to say, I think it is time to change it. Um, you know what I mean? It'd be like keeping a Netflix account after you break up like there's certain things that you kind of have to talk about where it's like okay you get this in the breakup you get this and that if they're divorced that's one of those ones that you gotta you gotta talk about but i feel like you know even if you get along i think it's still good to give the new relationship as much solid legs and ground uh, to walk on and i think that that helps even those seemingly small things i think that could definitely add up Another one coming in is family is angry at brother who wants to divorce his wife. So a brother's reasons apparently for wanting to divorce his wife of 20 years seems to his parents and sibling not enough to end a marriage. Well, that's good. I think you should listen to your parents and your family and stay in a possibly toxic relationship. 
<laughs> no, I think these ones are funny, and only because it's like, well, clearly, I mean, it's not up to the family. No, that is what you feel comfortable with, and you know, there's probably more that he's not telling you, not saying to the family, because if you like this person, his spouse, he might be doing the more kind of uh, um, high road, where he's not trying to ruin your vision of this person, especially if you you know really got along with them. Um, so yeah, so I don't know. I think it's one of those things where, you know, and this is coming from the person saying, you know, do do they have a right to kind of um, steer him away from a divorce? And listen, you have your your views, but I think, honestly, it's all to, it is up to, to him, and it's what he's feeling and what that, you know, what they're going through, not you, unfortunately. That's life. Um, finally, a uh, woman wants to know She's been saying that she's tired of a husband, of her husband, who's always tied, tired of his job. But every job he's ever done, he's always complained about it, apparently. And wants to know, you know, can she tell him, like, I'm tired of you complaining about this? And has said that, it, that it's really depleted um, the spouse's sympathy reserves. Well, it sounds like you're in a very sympathetic and very nurturing relationship. <laughs> no, just kidding. I mean, I, I totally get it. You he, When you hear negative stuff all the time, it's going to wear on you. Um, and maybe there's other ways where you can kind of play with that a little bit and, you know, not fully say, listen, you're kind of kind of kind of killing the vibes here with all your talky-talky about your work. Um, maybe you can each bring up one positive thing about your job of the day. You know what I mean? Like the stuff you do for kids growing up, like what's one good thing? What's, you know, what's one thing you learned? Something like that. Maybe there's there's little tricks where you can kind of steer it. And maybe by doing one positive thing, he'll actually learn, oh, there are parts of this job I actually don't mind. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is the advice for the week. Now let's move on to some random news of the week. Um, this is one of my all-time favorite segments. Um, I hope you guys are having a great Friday, by the way. I'm just loving it. I'm loving uh, um, the weather's perfect also, but I'm loving just doing these podcasts on a Friday as well, the day of. Some would call it last minute. Some would call it procrastination, but not me. Uh, it's it's a way to... I mean, it's, it's, prob- it's those things too, but it's also... It's great because you get to have the whole week to, you know, build up a lot of stuff to talk about, which is always good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, today is just a good Friday, man. I'm going to uh, Shell's Brewery later. T- Maybe that's why I'm excited. I'm going to Shell's Brewery, one of my that's my favorite beer, one of my favorites. It's that Narragansett and Hams are my faves. Um, well, this isn't Matt's favorite beer podcast. Um, all right, so random news for the week. First one, you know, one of the things I love to cover is the Guinness Book of World Records and the records that uh, come out because they're so ridiculous. Um, none of them's like, oh, yeah, that's a record that needed to be broken. It's always like uh, man fits record amount of Cheerios in his mouth. 
you know, it's always a record that's just really doesn't affect anybody. <laughs> but this one was the uh, um, was a record. Let's see, and it was a group of one thousand three hundred sixty nine people in vampire costumes gathered at a 13th century abbey in England to celebrate the 125th anniversary of Bram Stoker's Dracula. And they broke the Guinness World Record for largest gathering of people dressed as vampires. I bring this up because we talked about in movies, Nosferatu, watch that, and they had the 100th anniversary and the whole Bram Stoker thing, but uh, uh, controversy, if you will. <laughs> Not really. No one's ever like, yeah. Uh, no one's really concerned about that. But it is interesting history, um, and so there you go with that. And now you have a record to beat. That is, they had aimed at 1,897 vampires in honor of the May 26, 1897 publication date of the novel, but the 1,369 people who gathered Thursday were enough to break the Guinness record. So that is your record. You got to break, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking forward to seeing if you can do it. Um, also, this one was interesting. A 1,300-pound bison was on the loose in Minneapolis, Minneapolis, in Illinois, for about eight months and was finally captured with help from cattle capture experts. What a thing to be an expert about. Um, it's actually very helpful. Uh, but officials said the female bison, nicknamed Tyson the bison, was captured Wednesday morning at the Lakewood Forest Preserve. This is interesting because, one, that's crazy if you were just seeing a bison, you know, you're driving to work. <laughs> you're going to go pick up some Wendy's and you just see a huge bison start to clamor through the drive-thru. Uh, but I went in Canada, went to a zoo that was one of those ones where you drive through. They do it where you can actually just take your car and drive through this preserve and there's just all these animals running around. There's all these tigers at one section, and they were all, like, sleeping and stuff like that. But I was like, how do they know that 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 they're just going to be docile? You know what I mean? Like, one's not going to wake up and be like, hmm, you know what? I could really go for human flesh in about five of these cars. Uh, the crazy thing was there was, you know, they say, enter at your own risk. They have all these kind of warnings beforehand, which makes sense. You have to. Um but one of the things is they talk about the monkeys are going to climb on your car. And I was like, ah, it can't really be. Maybe that's just like a one-off every once in a while that happens. But we drove through that section, and literally there was monkeys just jumping on everyone's car. At one point we had three, and one of them broke this car in front of us, broke their side mirror, just like sat on it and just destroyed it. <laughs> and so it's like, and it was a nice car, too. So you get your new car, go for a little spin, and have that happen. And apparently there's tons of you know dents, and I could see that, them just falling on your hood. Um, but I recommend that. Check that out if you ever get that experience. Um, Nerve-wracking, but well worth it.
All right, final segment of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Let's uh, end off on some TV and then get you guys out of here. You're like, wrap it up, man. Come on. Um, and it's kind of a bummer that we're wrapping it up with TV because I feel like I could go on, especially about this week's TV, forever. Oh, wowzers. Let me tell you about that. Um, it's one of the things that I have a nerd love for, obviously, amongst many but this week's TV was pretty solid, and so we had a couple finales. I think that's how that's pronounced. Finale. Um, and, uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's get right into it. We'll start with... Let's start actually with Atlanta. That was a season finale. I finally got around to checking that out. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. Um, I, felt, I feel like I fell behind on that show, but... That was a solid, solid ending for the third season. I love the third season, and I, from what I've looked at, people are divided on that. Some people like it. What it did was it, it definitely went a little more artsy, and they did a lot of standalone episodes without the main cast or your central core of characters. So I see how people could be a little bummed and perturbed about that because you're not seeing your main gang every, every week. And this finale only deals with one, the Van character, and kind of deals with her, um, you know, trying to, you know, live in Paris. Some of her friends come, um, or acquaintances, and see her, and and it's kind of it's a very interesting episode where she's definitely she's basically she's got a fake French accent to kind of be a part of of Paris and isn't really who she is. And so it's an interesting take on all of that and very surreal. Like uh, she works at a restaurant where they serve hands. So they're serving hands as a delicacy, which that's bizarre. Um, and uh, yeah, but really, so it's the same twisted humor and storytelling but just minus the main cast. But I actually like that. I like that it's it's setting up something different, and it's yeah, it's not the same usual thing that you need to see. It doesn't play by the same rules as a TV show, as every show. And uh, so I, for one, support that. I thought it was a very solid, great third season. Looking forward to the fourth. I think the fourth and final. Unfortunately, I could keep watching this forever, but I might even rewatch this one because it was really really good. Good or not good? Good. Um, going from there, We Own the City had another great episode, fifth episode. Um, we're getting into the lives and minds of these corrupt um, police officers. And it's kind of, you know, it's a little bit obviously blurred lines with a lot of it. You see a lot of the characters that are fully bad, but you see some of them that aren't super, they're not the best. Like, one one gentleman is a uh, um, you know now he's homicide, but he obviously started off in a lot of these kind of raids of trying to find drugs and guns, and has a little bit of a blurred past, and you don't know yet if he did end up. A lot of them, a lot of these officers would steal money from crime scenes, and so you don't know yet if this one character did. But you see him, you know, waking up at night and. It's alluding to the fact that he could have, but hopefully not, because he's my favorite character of the show. <laughs> but anyways, check that out. We own the city, and then finale next week. 
Uh, Better Call Saul had its mid-season finale, and what was interesting about, I did a little bit of research on it, uh, they didn't intend for this to be the mid-season finale, but it kind of happened that way due to, uh, I think, a bunch of different things. Um, one of them, possibly, uh, Bob Odenkirk's health issues. But the, and also spoiler alert big time on, on this podcast in general, but during this part as well, if you're a huge Better Call Saul fan uh, and haven't seen the mid-season finale, they said it just kind of worked out where you had a really big plot point happen then because they didn't plan for that this way. Which I can't believe because it is like it's so, it's it's huge. Howard dies. Howard gets shot by um, uh, Lalo. It was a really tense episode, and you know you see you'd seen Saul mess with Howard the entire season and the entire show, and then it kind of paid off in this really horrible way where essentially Howard comes to Saul's apartment to confront him, and Lalo's there and shoots him right in the head. awful and then but apparently better like better call Saul's star Bob Odenkirk accidentally gave away the ending but he posted a picture with him and the actor who plays Howard and uh um that uh he had blood on him um and so that's crazy and so he had some blood on him and fans were like oh okay we know he's gonna die um, and uh, and I was just looking up the actor's name too because he's also Patrick Fabian and so he gets shot in the head and so there's a picture of him and Bob Odenkirk and he's got blood on his you know on, on him on his person and so fans already knew that that was going to happen at some point but, uh, but yeah pretty funny because I, I hadn't seen that so it was still a shocking surprise to me but even if you knew that it's still the way they executed it pardon the pun is uh really really solid so check that out and there you go ladies and gentlemen that is the podcast for the week if you have any comments or concerns reach out to notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com and again special thanks to nalo and the unis and we'll see you in one week i love you